Welcome to an encore broadcast of Freedom Friday with Carl Gallups. Freedom Friday streams live every Friday afternoon from 4 till 6 Central Time on carlgallups.com. Opinions expressed by Carl and his guests do not necessarily reflect those of studio owners, management, and staff. Now, here's Carl. In the dust, dust, dust. Controversial topics that may be offensive to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Radio from the heart of America now. And now, the Commander-in-Chief is back. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. Hey folks, come in the house this July the 16th. It's so good to have you with us today live. And again, to those of you that will be listening Sunday night on 1620 AM and 92.3 FM. Man, we love you. Thank you for listening on that Sunday night. All right, let's get right to it. My first guest this afternoon is Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis. I paused because... I love this man dearly. We've known each other for years. We've done a lot of, well, we've done some media together and spent some time together, eaten some meals together and talked about the word of God together and what all's going on in our nation. Uh, he is uh, retired from the U.S. Army, but uh, he's not retired from life. I, I promise you. He's an experienced and internationally known expert on national security, foreign affairs. Uh, he currently serves as a national security and foreign affairs analyst for Salem Radio Network. And he's also a regular guest on several other radio stations television networks, and you've seen him, Fox News and many other, uh, CNN, et cetera, et cetera. He's out there. Uh, he, uh, in, he's got a lot of roles he plays, and Colonel McGinnis has appeared on uh, practically all of the major television networks and uh, most radio networks over the past 30 years. His uh, quotes and opinion pieces appear in the nation's leading periodicals. They're all over the internet. Uh, they're, he's quoted in other books, and he's written several books himself. Uh, he has more than a 1,000 published articles. He currently serves as a senior strategist and subject matter expert with Sigma Tech Incorporated. His duties involve working uh, multinational programs for the Office of Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Army for Defense Exports and Cooperation at the Pentagon. He is a believer, and he and his wife are active members in their local church in Virginia. He's also the author, as I said, of eight books, the latest, and that's the one I want to talk to him about today because it just ties in to what we are watching right now in Cuba and, sadly, in the United States. His latest book is titled, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism. It's published by Defender Publishers, and uh, you can find him on Facebook. He's got a Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash... R.L., that would be Robert L., but just R.L. McGinnis. And McGinnis is spelled M-A-G-I-N-N-I-S. M-A-G-I-N-N-I-S. R.L. McGinnis on Facebook. Bob, it's so good to have you on today, man. It's an honor to have you. Well, thanks for having me, Carl. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, 
I, I'm not so vain to think you would remember this. I, I've been on the air uh, with this show for close to 20 years, and you have been on before uh, in the past a couple of times. And uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, we've been picked up by a, a different uh, broadcast group, the ADX Communication Broadcast Group, and multiple stations and all of that. So, uh, But you've been on before, and it's been a long time. And for that, I apologize. I should have extended an invitation to you a long time ago. Well, I, I appreciate that, Carl. And, you know, th this particular book, uh, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, comes at a very, very yes. important time in the life of this nation. Yes, it does. Not only what's going on 90 miles south of Miami in Cuba, uh, and I know those people are yelling in the streets, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, but, you know, what's happening here in Washington, D.C., where I've spent you know, the majority of my life, and inside government, I can say, you know, this is a problem. Uh, and, of course, across the culture. But what, what your listeners may not understand is a lot of people write things. You know, I have actually been, years ago, in the Soviet Union. I spent a year you know, guarding the demilitarized zone in, uh, between South and North Korea. I was on the Iron Curtain during the Cold War, uh, right looking at the Soviet guards. And my own stepmother... Uh, fled uh, communist Czechoslovakia. So I actually have some you know, tangible experience talking about a topic that scares me to death, Carl. That is what Marxism is coming to this country. And, and so given that as a background, I wrote, uh, you know, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, in four parts. I explain that there's really not much of a difference between progressivism, socialism, uh, communism, and Marxism. In fact, it's interesting, Ian Rand, who was a Russian-American writer and philosopher, once said that there, there is no difference, this is a quote, between communism and socialism except in the means of achieving the same ultimate end. Right. Communism proposes to enslave men by force, socialism by vote. And what we have in Washington arguably today is we have people that are promoting uh, what you know, classically is what uh, Marxism was all about. I have a lot of history wrapped up in here. I have a lot of sociology, a lot of background uh, about what has happened over the last century, where more than 100 million people have died as a direct result of the Mao regime and the Stalin, the Soviet regime, and what's even happening today in a very, very pointed explanation. Now, you know, I provide that background, and then I say we have, much like the Chinese experienced a cultural revolution between 1968 and 1974, mm -hmm. we are experiencing a cultural revolution in America, and there are a bunch of co-conspirators, and I make a very yeah. compelling case by showing the associations. Our cultural revolution is being fueled by eight different uh, groups, the Democratic Party, the Communist Chinese, the education establishment, uh, the mainstream media. We have, of course, Satan and his army of demons, which are no behind doubt. the scenes no doing doubt. a host of things, as they always are. And then, of course, you have the ground troops uh, and then secret societies. I, I address every one of them and their particular role in the ongoing cultural revolution. And then in the third section of the book, I address the Great Reset. Now, Mr. Biden endorses a great reset. 
most of Europe does, and certainly President Xi of China endorses it because he is taking advantage of it as he grows his world influence. And then, of course, I show how that is going to influence, you know, kind of where this nation and the world is going. Years ago, I wrote a book, uh, The Deeper State, which talks about globalism. Well, this is all part of a broader agenda. And then, of course, I conclude on you know, answering the question, so what? What do we do about it? And I outline in detail uh, what I think we, we need to do. So this is a very appropriate, time-sensitive address that you know, really encapsulates much of what you're seeing on the headlines of the papers today and the television, uh, but also you know, it kind of goes back into the history of you know, what happened in the Soviet Union, what happened even in the French Revolution, what happens today on the streets of America, and how this all really is telling a story that is rather frightening, but one that I think Americans need to hear. Uh, and I'm especially concerned about you know, people that are much younger than I have, am, that haven't gone through the education process, learned about the dark history of communism and socialism, and really don't appreciate how... Over decades, our media, our you know, certainly our education establishment has been co-opted and taken over and manipulated. And unfortunately, as we're learning every day, uh, even our government. And of course, you know, I can, as you know, Carl, uh, my own family uh, has a rather dark history here in Washington, and I know firsthand uh, about that dark history and, and how it's influenced major decisions from the White House to the Congress and, of course, through the conduits of the media and so forth. Uh, it's a 500-page book, so I can't go into a lot of detail in a short program, but I wanted to at least you know, show you that. And then there's one last thing before you know, I ask for maybe a question here. A lot of people, especially that have Christian worldviews, don't understand how uh, satanic uh, Marxism has become. You know, I, I, I look at the history of Karl Marx, you know, a man that was called the apostle of evil, a man that had a, an incredibly deep hatred for all things religious. And in fact, Alexander Solzhenitsyn said it's the fulcrum of Marxism, and that is the hatred uh, of religion. You know, I think it's important to understand that Karl Marx, who really came up with this philosophy back in the 1850s and wrote it in the Communist Manifesto and Das Kapital, you know, he was known by his father as, quote, he was governed by a demon. His own son called him, my dear devil. Marx's friend Engels said, quote, he's a monster of 10,000 devils. And Marx's own wife called him a wicked knave. I could go on as I do in the book, but this is an evil influence. It has killed many, many tens, if, if not in excess of 100 million people. What's happening to the Cuban-American or Cubans today uh, at the hands of a communist regime is pretty telling. It's going on in Venezuela. And of course, we know what's happening in you know, communist China. Uh, where they try to get the best of two worlds, and in fact, Christians, uh, Muslims, Uyghurs, uh, Falun Gong, Hong Kongers, uh, others are suffering tremendously because yeah. 
of the communist ideology. Absolutely. No doubt. Listen, Bob, we're going to take a two-minute timeout, and when we come back, we're going to have a longer segment, and we're going to dive even deeper into this. Thank you for being on the show today. You're listening to Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis, my first guest today. You're listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office, Gulf Coast Talk Radio. You're listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops from the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Don't change that dial. We're just getting started. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. Thank you, folks. Good to have you with us. So, Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis is my guest this afternoon. He currently serves. You've seen him all over, all over media, television and radio, uh, Christian and secular. You've seen him on Fox News, CNN, all all the big ones. And uh, you've heard him on Freedom Friday before in, uh, a couple of years ago. But uh, we've got him back today. He currently serves as the senior strategist and subject matter expert with Sigma Tech Incorporated. And his duties there involve working multinational programs for the Office of the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Army for Defense, Exports, and Cooperation at the Pentagon. Uh, he is the author of eight books. His latest one is Give Me Liberty, Not Marxist published by Defender Publishers out of Crane, Missouri. Uh, so, Bob McGinnis, thank you again for being on Freedom Friday today, and thank you for your amazing service to this nation, and I know you get that all the time, And but, but, but we mean it. I know everybody that tells you that means it, but we really do. And, of course, you and I have gotten to know each other over the years in a very personal way, and uh, I'm just I'm honored to know you and, and be in your circle of friends. And, and so thanks for being on the show today. So you were talking about your newest book, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, and you name names. You go into intricate detail of what's happening in this world, what's happening in this nation. And the other thing I, I like is that, you know, you're not preachy about it, but you're not ashamed to be a believer. You're not ashamed to say that you see and you understand the biblical connections, the spiritual connections. And as you were just saying before we went to the break, even history deals with that. Uh, Karl Marx, for example, his his own family and closest friends, and, and, and they admitted that he said, and others knew, and others claimed, and others said that this guy was operating off demonic power, even bragging about it, even making jokes about it. So, I mean, something deeply spiritual is happening around the world. You and I see it. Tie that to your book and what you know about all of this. And then I want to ask you a personal question. You gotta, you gotta admit, brother. While you're writing this, you had to have had some demonic attack yourself, because I know what it's like. Yeah, it's the nature of uh, when you're called to do something like this that you're going to constantly be under attack, and yeah. it, it continues. Um, uh, and I, we don't need to go into the details of that. No, of course but, not. You know, someone like Marx. Um, you know, I wrote in there that he was in a helpless rage all the time against the world. And letter after letter, he basically roars his disgust at the world and at the people and with an unbridled malevolence. You know, the man, you know, his, his of course, legacy is demonic. Yes. Uh, his writings, you know, some of those are just, you know, one of them. I, I, I look at a, the poem, The Pale Maiden, he wrote, quote, thus, heaven... I forfeited, I know it full well, my soul once true to God is chosen for hell, end quote. Uh, the man was uh, just, I mean, he, he was about as bad as you could be. Every, the things that fell from his pen, he wrote about death and torture, execution, uh, mutilation, rupture wounds. I mean, he wrote about every crass, every terrible thing, and the, of course the stuff that he poured into his brain. 
and it was from the pit of hell. Um, And so it wasn't surprising when Alexander Yakolev, who was uh, Soviet chairman Mikhail Gorbachev's chief aide, after the fall of the Soviet Union, he went into the uh, archives there at the Kremlin, and he dug through, and he found some of the most mass terror, scary stuff. Uh, He wrote that he found things that were just absolutely infernal, evil, demonic, uh, in what the archives inside the Kremlin were telling about the, you know, what Stalin and Lenin and other of the leaders had done. So when you read the black history of communism and you find out that there are over 100 million uh, people that died directly at the hands of bloody communists, uh, and then you look at the histories of those nations, and I can tell you, having you know, looked into North Korea, having been in the Soviet Union, having looked into Ch- communist China, having seen some pretty dastardly things around this world, to include war zones like Iraq, uh, that these people that are embracing this evil in our own country, that, you know, whether it's Black Lives Matter that, you know, calls itself Marxist and applauds what the regime down in Havana is doing to its own people, or what's happening with Maduro down in Venezuela against those poor people. This is an insidious, a very evil ideology, and it, it's, it's even coming to our own country. We, we hear every day about critical race theory, which is at its core nothing but Marxism. We hear about a host of these things that are tearing at the very fabric. And I talk about uh, some of the very particular people in the book uh, under you know, President Biden, uh, the people that recruited him. I, I look at you know, one interesting one that everybody will know is uh, you know, Vice President Harris. You know, look at her background. Not only was she the far left of all senators in the U.S. Senate, but her own parents were members of the uh, Afro-American Association in San Francisco, which spawned uh, the Black Panther movement. Uh, her, she had associations with known Marxists and communists at Stanford. Uh, her own boyfriend, Willie Brown, uh, of course, was you know, a very close friend of the Chinese communist president. Uh, her own husband worked for a, a law firm uh, that did all sorts of work inside China, and their senior legal expert in China was an advisor to the Communist Chinese Party. Uh, I mean, the list just goes on. I don't know if she's a communist, but certainly her policy positions are incredibly radical left. Uh, Now, that sort of influence and all these other associations that I document in Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, uh, just point very clearly that the Democratic Party of today is not the Democratic Party of two decades ago, much less 50 years ago, when my grandparents uh, were members of the Democratic Party. This is so radical today, and yet they're in bed with the Communist Chinese. And what the Communist Chinese, I have an entire chapter in there, and I've written other books on Communist China. Uh, This is just eye-opening when you consider how influential they are in our media, how influential they are in our education establishment, uh, inside our government, either through crook or otherwise. Of course, they have a lot of spies in in the work that I do, which I can't give you details. Uh, I'm very aware of communist Chinese trying to steal our intellectual property and 
anything else they can steal from us. So, uh, yeah, we are in no doubt in my mind uh, in a cultural revolution. And when I consider the Great Reset uh, that began a couple of years ago and how people like you know, President Biden, George Soros, uh, you know, the people at Google, the people at Microsoft, the, the people over in Europe and, and elsewhere have been touting that this is a great opportunity, thanks to COVID-19, to really get their agenda pushed. And their agenda, uh, thanks to the likes of the Bilderberg you know, Foundation or group and thanks to the like of other secret societies, they're making radical changes to the world using globalism, using uh, the tentacles of the U.S. government. You know, just look at what Mr. Biden has done to a southern border. Look at what Mr. Biden uh, is doing to our classrooms. Look what he's doing to our military and the wokeness. And I can talk about that just firsthand because of my own experience here in sure. Washington. Sure. So the list goes on. Yeah, it is essential, folks. If you care anything about this nation and knowing what's really going on, you've got to get this book by Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis. It's called Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism, published by Defender Publishing. Tell folks where they can get it and where they can find you, Bob. Well, they can get, go to my Facebook. Just type in, like you said, R.L. McGinnis. Uh, you can go to Amazon, uh, Barnes & Nobles, uh, uh, Everywhere. All sorts of stores. Defender. Yeah, it's online yeah. everywhere. Yeah, Defender Publishing, Skywatch Television's got it, and many other places will have it as well. Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism by Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis. Bob, thank you so much for being on today. We'll have you back. There's so much more we need to unpack that's in this book. It's so relevant to every breath we take in this world we're living in. And I thank the Lord that you've written it and that you understand the spiritual side of it as well, plus all of the firsthand insights you have. I'm going to get Thanks, you. Paul. Yeah, man. I'm going to get you back on soon. Folks, thank you for listening today. Mike Shoesmith will be up in just a moment. You're listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the overall office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. You're in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops. Commencing the official countdown in three, two, And now, the Commander-in-Chief is back. Freedom Fighter with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. Yes, and they told you the truth. It is live, 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 live on this Friday afternoon. It's so good to have you in the house with us. For those of you listening Sunday night, it's not necessarily live, but it sure sounds live, doesn't it? That's right, because we reserve this show just for you on 1620 AM, 92.3 FM, every Sunday night here on the Gulf Coast. And of course, those stations you can listen on the radio and a lot of you do but they also have live stream channels as well and always you can go to carlgallops.com anybody that's hearing me right now carlgallops.com anytime you want you'll find live looping stream streaming shows you'll find this live stream every friday and then you can hear it again on sunday night because you'll find the live streams to 1620 and 92.3 there so it's all right there carlgallops.com is this great big one-page repository for all of that and so much more a lot of biblical 
biblical stuff, biblical teaching, uh, sermon uh, uh, playlist, uh, television shows I've been on, and a lot of teaching and preaching on those. And so, anyway, a lot of cool stuff there, and a lot of articles as well. Speaking of cool stuff and a cool guy, Mike Shoesmith is my next guest, and he's uh, he's got a lot of cool things to talk about. Mike Shoesmith is the executive editor of the PNN News and Ministry Network, a network that has been around since 2008, I do believe, and um, reaching millions and millions around the world through a network of social media, this radio program, books we produce, and a lot of research Mike does for some of my books, uh, as well as websites, several dedicated websites, and writing, and blogging, and it's just a huge network called the PNN News and Ministry Network, and Mike is the executive editor. He's also a licensed private investigator in the nation of Canada, does a lot of business and entrepreneur uh, all over the United States from coast to coast and all over Canada. So, Mike, it's good to have you with us. And, uh, man, we've been doing this a lot of years together, but I never grow tired of it, brother. It's always good to have you on. Yeah, the Lord uh, put us together all those years ago and has kept us together and and, and, and supernaturally kept the ministry going. we've, We've been attacked by... Oh man, the, the attacks the that have come against this ministry, uh, legal attacks and, and all that, and we've gone to battle with the with the lawyers over at uh, Google and all these people, and and uh, the Lord has just kind of backed us up on all that. So yeah. uh, we've been taken no down, put back up, taken down, put back up. We're still up. We're still there, and Carl. You, you know, sometime we ought to dedicate a part of the show in this segment to telling people um, yeah. we'll leave, we'll leave out the embarrassing parts to both of us, but but no no we'll we'll tell them. I mean, you and I. Sure. met by by knocking heads on the internet yeah, we we, had, yeah. we didn't even know each other and 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 it was on some posts and some blogs about theological issues and life issues and and you had an opinion i had an opinion and before long back back those in those days we were still full of vim and vinegar you know we were right. we were a lot younger and everything yeah so it didn't take much to spark either one of us off and right. so you know we, we didn't cuss each other nothing like that folks no. i don't want you to get that but but we just went toe to toe head to head and we didn't even know each other and in the middle of that argument we became best of friends we've been yeah. friends ever yeah. since we've you know eaten together you've been in my home we've done yeah. conferences together you've traveled all of the united states to be a part of what we're doing together as a team we've brought others on the team and uh, you're on the radio with me every week and it's a it's a crazy story we'll have to tell people the details of that sometime yeah. I, I find it interesting whether anybody else does or not but you know it's our show well, so we can talk about it <laughs> Yeah, we, can get, we can get together maybe sometime and somebody can plant a camera in front of us and we'll just yeah. talk about it maybe. Yeah. Humility, yeah. humility humility, is a great emulsifier and that has been the glue that has held us together. I think, exactly. Here. And both of us learned how to be humble and eat a lot yeah. of crow. Both of us. Sure. <laughs> yeah. and, well, I, I, but, I, but now I don't right. have to. You're the one that has to humble yourself now. Because okay. It, no. I'm, I'm happy to play that role. I'm happy to be the glue dispenser. Oh, you're yeah. crazy, boy. You're crazy, man. I love you. All right. So I know you heard the portion with uh, Bob McGinnis. Yeah. I know you got a lot to talk about, but I know you want to talk about some of that too. So go ahead. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, as I listened to Bob, uh, I was reminded of now Netflix has, has been uh, pumping out uh, documentaries at a, at a flurry pace, uh, Carl. And one of these genres, one of the, um, one of the in- points of interest there has been uh, serial killers. And if there's something, as I listen to Bob, I was reminded of the, the, um, the common denominator that, that exists with, 
pretty much all all serial killers. It's that you know, like from the Son of Sam in New York to the to the uh, Night Stalker in L.A. They all have this in common, and that is the demonic uh, 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 impetus behind it. I mean, the the Night Stalker he he. Uh, he forced all of his victims to pray to Satan because you know the, you know how they say there's the, there's no uh, atheists in foxholes. Right. Well, there's no atheists when a, when a serial killer is threatening to kill you either. So they all you know all these people they all of a sudden find God and now they're praying to God. And these night stalker he see he forced all his victims to stop praying to God, pray to Satan. If you want to pray, pray to Satan. Say hail Satan with me, and they would go into these chants, hail Satan, and there was this, all this demonic influence. And the, the son of Sam, uh, there was a tremendous amount of occultic activity surrounding all of that, and uh, demonic influences that influenced the the son, or rather sons of Sam. We don't have time to get into all that right now, but but uh, when you consider Marxism and uh, and communism and the demonic influence behind Karl Marx and and uh, the hundreds of millions of people that died at the hands of of these communists, because communism only works. Everyone that tries to escape it. So the and, and the demonic influence that's behind that is tremendous. I mean, people are not designed, Carl, to 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 be forced into slavery at, at any stage in their lives, and that's why the rebellion and so on. And, and uh, communism will never work, like I said, unless you can successfully try to escape it. So that's my little take on on all of that. Um, but uh, you know, he, he mentioned Alexander Solzhenitsyn. One of, uh, in fact, Alexander Solzhenitsyn's most famous speech was when he was asked to, uh, to explain what happened in in, uh, in Russia, how the communists, the Bolsheviks, were able to successfully take over the entire country. He said, uh, he summed it up in one sentence. He said, all of this has befallen us because men have forgotten God. And uh, so when we look at the, uh, you know, what's happening in the world today, people are forgetting God. You know, when you have these, uh, these um, homosexual, transgender people being permitted to go into schools dressed as a demon. Now, Bahamut is a demon. Look that up. And these people were dressed as no, demons. You're telling the truth. Yeah. Walking into schools because the the uh, the teachers and so on, they're not educated on all this stuff. They don't know that they're being played by these by these uh, demonic actors because they're walking in dressed as demons, and the teachers have no. Oh, look, it's a clown outfit. Yeah. And uh, this is how they. This is how they. You know, they're all very flamboyant, and this is how they dress. No, they're dressing up as demons. Yeah. And they're teaching. They're teaching your babies in school. Yeah. That. Uh, Demonic activity is okay and fine, and you're just all going to have to live with it. Yeah, and let me break in here, Mike. I'm going to ask you to take one minute, hang up, and try to call back either with the software you're using or on a telephone. We're hearing you, but there's a lot of garbling that that messes okay. up some very important stuff you're saying. But I'm going to just that. play off of what you just said because I was going to say it anyway. So why don't you take that minute while I'm talking and reconnect, okay? Yes. Okay, good deal. So, folks, you did hear Mike talk about these these people that come into our classrooms, invited in by our school systems all over the nation. Most of them, most of them are involved in transgenderism, homosexuality, etc. But they present themselves, as he said, very flamboyant and colorful, you know, and but kind of freaky to those of us that know because they go overboard in making themselves up with, you know, bright red lipstick, thicker than it has to be, and 
all manner of clothing and that that is just uh, it is just in your face and provocative and uh, and um, oh there's another word I'm looking for I can't even think of it right now but but the bottom line is the children you know little children don't really they're not able to discern all of that put Mike back on if you would Mike okay so the little children aren't able to discern that flamboyance and that color and the and the presentation and then they come in all funny like clowns and some of the teachers can't even discern if they don't know the word of God but yet like Mike is saying the research is there you can see it for yourself you can read uh, from people who have researched this out a lot of it is demonically driven some of these folks some of them even openly admit to being involved in the occult and this is this comes in and it's presented to our children as funny and fun and natural and cool and and the kids are being brainwashed and a lot of the teachers are too mike so there that's what i was going to say anyway so i'm glad you're back go ahead right well, no, and if you got, I look forward to reading Bob's book, actually, because I'm a huge fan of, of you know, you and I are both the huge history buffs and so on. It sounds yeah. like he's going to tap into a lot of that uh, yeah. curiosity yeah. Uh, that people have. About it. But we do know this, that, that it's not all falling apart. It's all coming together. I mean, uh, Correct. People, uh, God's people don't need to worry and fret, uh, because uh, Jesus himself said it would be just like this. Just like this. Yeah. Thousand, two thousand years ago, he said it, and it was written down, and it's been being preached for two thousand years. Some people have scratched their heads and said, "Well, that'll never happen. Not in America. It won't happen in America." You know, and here it is. Here it is. And you and I have been screaming ever since we've been together in ministry. Yes, it will. Yes, it will happen, and it will happen in America. And, uh, and, right, right. and and we don't want it to. We didn't, you know, and we're not happy now. And we're hoping that no. there'll be a little reprise somewhere in here and a little respite, you know. And but right. I, I I don't know. I mean, we're we're living in prophetic times, Mike. Speaking of respite here, we have got huge news out of uh, out of Arizona and Georgia regarding these yeah. uh, recount uh, efforts here. Arizona State Senator calls for a new election. Call that the Arizona State Senator is now calling for a new election. Uh, says Biden electors must be recalled. Uh, wow. uh, Arizona, yeah, Arizona Republicans says so. They're they're talking about now um, um, decertifying the election in Arizona. Now it's getting quite serious. Yes, uh, Arizona. This is from Newsweek actually. Arizona Republican Senator Wendy Rogers calling for a new 2020 presidential election in her state. Carl demanding officials decertify the election that took place. In November, Rogers, who has been a public proponent of Arizona's multiple election audit efforts, took to Twitter Thursday to voice her opinion that following updates from an election audit, many believe to be without merit. You know, this is, this is Newsweek, uh, by the way, so they have to throw that in there. Uh, if Arizona is to get this right, a new election must take place, Carl. A call for, for the Biden electors to be recalled to Arizona and a new election must be conducted, Arizona's electors must not be awarded fraudulently, she tweeted Thursday afternoon. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. How about you? The attorney general saying, yes, uh, Biden butt out. This is happening. This is happening. Wow. Wow. Well, listen, I hear the music. We got to take a quick time out, Mike. But when we come back, we're going to pick this up and keep going because you've got much more to tell us on this. Folks, listen, I've told you from the beginning when everybody was wringing their hands, I said, calm down. If you've given your life to the Lord, it's all in his hands. Plus, nothing ever stays the same. Life is fluid. It's not static. 
things change all the time. And we're living right in the midst of some of the fastest changing times in world history. So embrace it and use your life to bring glory to the Lord. All right. Well, that's enough preaching for right now. But you're listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office Gulf Coast Talk Radio. Mike Shoesmith, my guest. We've got a lot to unpack as soon as we come back. Don't you go anywhere. Give us two minutes. Thank you for listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Welcome back to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops. Sit down, buckle up, and hang on. All right, folks, we are back. Mike Shoesmith is back in the house with me. So, Mike, listen, let's pick it up where we left off. Uh, You were talking about all the breaking news and coming out of Arizona and Georgia and recounts and and, and taking back the electoral college votes and not decertifying. And, I mean, this is – we don't know how it's going to turn out, but this talk, Mm -hmm. this desire, the legalities of it, this is real stuff. This is not conspiracy theory yes. stuff. This is actually no. happening. Let me shut up and you unpack it. Go ahead. So it turns out that the original election auditors who found no fraud, they couldn't find fraud for the same reason uh, yeah. atheists can't find God and uh, thieves can't find a cop. Yeah, right. Just, they just weren't looking for it. <laughs> <That's> uh, <right. laughs> now, now, Senator Rogers, she says in Newsweek, um, she's quoted in Newsweek saying, I have heard enough. With the tens of thousands of ballots mailed without being requested, the over 10,000 people who voted after registering after November 3rd, the failure of Maricopa County to turn over the 40% machines, the passwords that Dominion still refuses to turn over, and tens of thousands of unauthorized queries demonstrating how insecure the election was, and Rogers wrote. Rogers was citing a statement from the founder of Cyber Ninjas, Doug Logan, who reportedly told the state Senate on Thursday that thousands of names were added to the voting rolls after Election Day, Carl, but are recorded as casting a ballot in the 2020 election. Thousands, Carl. Now, remember, Arizona was lost uh, uh, was, was lost to Biden. <laughs> Arizona was lost to Biden, sorry about the turn of phrase there, uh, yeah. by only 12,000 votes. <laughs> By only 12,000 votes. So, uh, I mean, uh, it's not going to take much. It didn't take much fraud to fraud Arizona into, into the losing column for the United States of America. Now to Georgia. Fulton County, Georgia election official admits chain of custody documents are missing from the 2020 absentee ballots. This is from 960thepatriot.com. Uh, now, should we trust 960thepatriot.com? Uh, no, but the article is uh, is um, has copious amounts of hyperlinks to the stories, and he just aggregated everything into this one story. An unbelievable admission marks the first time that any election official at either the state or county level from a key battleground state has made an admission of a significant error in election procedures for the 2020 election, reports the Georgia Star News. Okay, A Fulton County official made the stunning remark, Wednesday of last week, telling the Georgia Star News that a few forms are missing and that some procedural paperwork may have been misplaced. Wait till you get, wait till you, till, till you learn what they consider a few forms here, by the way. Uh, the Star News reported the admission of missing chain of custody documents came as a response to the Star News follow-up to Fulton County's incomplete responses to open records requests for the transfer forms that documented chain of custody. 
Many people will have heard that. That that sentence is ingrained in their minds. Chain of custody is important. When you're a licensed private investigator, chain of custody, Carl, it's everything. It's everything. Uh, if they don't, if they see a break in the chain of custody when when we're gathering evidence for court cases, that that evidence is considered inadmissible because somebody could have tampered with it, right? Right. Of uh, um, absentee ballots, so the chain of custody of absentee ballots placed by voters into 37 drop boxes installed through Fulton County over the 41-day November 2020 election period that began 20, uh, September 24th and ended on, so, so the quote goes, as we review the documents provided to you and our daily log, we noticed that a few forms were missing. It seems that 25-plus core personnel were quarantined due to COVID-19. Um, some procedural paperwork may have been misplaced. Now, see, that... That is a direct quote from the people in charge there. So what what we're seeing here is evidence that COVID nineteen was weaponized to use to to fraud Joe Biden into the Oval Office. Uh, this is a quote from Mariska Bodison of Fulton County Registration and Elections. So this is a an official with the Elections uh, uh, Committee telling this newspaper that yeah uh, there's there's a problem here. Okay. Star News in a statement emailed on Wednesday, June 9th. So, uh, seven months after the election, Fulton County has failed to provide the transfer forms for 19,000 Dropbox absentee ballots, Carl. That's not a few ballots. That's a ton of ballots. Yeah. 19,000 yeah. ballots have no chain of custody uh, proof, Carl. This is huge. Star News conducted an analysis of Dropbox ballot transfer forms for absentee ballots deposited in Dropboxes provided by Fulton. And um, they concluded that it showed that 385 transfer forms out of an estimated 1,500 uh, transfer forms Fulton County said should have been provided are missing, a number that is significantly greater than a few, Carl, by any objective standard. <laughs> yeah. So there are big people here, even people who are, were responsible for the election, for making sure that it was uh, free and secure, not just free, but free and secure, like we have in Canada. We have in Canada a free and secure election because, guess what? No ID, no vote. If you don't provide an ID in Canada, you don't get the vote. That's the bottom line there. Uh, the admission. So if you're looking to Canada as the example of free voting systems and you know no ID required, and we should be more like you should be more like Canada. You don't want to be. If you don't want voter ID, you don't want to be voting in Canada because the Canadian voting system is very secure. The admission. Of now, see, uh, uh, the voting people, the the um, uh, the voting company there, the voting machine company. Uh, what was the name of that company? Do you remember that? They they're from Canada, and yet uh, Dominion, Dominion Voting Systems, is a Canadian company, Carl. That's but correct. the Canadian government refuses to use them in their elections. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we are. talked about that early on. Once it was first, you know, kind of made public right. that Dominion was behind it all. You came on the air months ago and told us this. Hey, that company was formed, right. and it, it, it's headquarters is in Canada, and we won't use them. <laughs> what does that tell you? When all this uh, excrement hit the fan, the Prime Minister of Canada came out publicly and said, uh, I just want to assure the Canadian people that even though Dominion is a Canadian company, we don't use them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't use them. Yeah, yeah, we just we just let those stupid we let those stupid Americans use them. Uh, you know, the ones that are that are in bed with China and Russia, we let them use Dominion. We don't in Canada. Yeah. Now, now in Canada, we'll put our preachers in jail if they don't shut their churches. But yeah, but, 
right, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Evil is ubiquitous, well, brother. A bottom line here, I see you're running a time. And the bottom line in this article for you is very extensive. The bottom line here is President Biden was certified as the winner of Georgia's 16 electoral college votes in the 2020 election. Right. By the narrow margin of less than 12,000 votes, less than 12,000 votes over former President Donald Trump out of a total of 5 million votes cast uh, statewide. Here comes the bottom line here. The total number of absentee ballots whose chain of custody was purportedly documented in these 385 missing Fulton County absentee ballot transfer forms was 18,901, Carl. That was the, these are the votes that were affected by just this bullet point alone. Yeah. That's more than 6,000 votes greater than, than the less than 12,000 vote margin of Biden's certified victory right. in the state. So if we combine these two stories uh, initially out of Arizona and now out of Georgia, when you combine the number of votes that are looking more and more like, hey, this has all been – these votes – do not apply to the election. These were we don't we can't say it was fraud. What we can say is uh, they don't meet the criteria to uh, to, to be, be included in the vote yeah. count. Um, if we take those out, Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Yeah, which he was uh, in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, as a, when you and I went to bed at midnight, we we sort of we sort of had it in our heads, you know, that hey, we're going to wake up and uh, Donald Trump will be the, the we'll, we'll start his second term. Yeah, uh, and then we wake up and uh, and Joe Biden, Joe Biden, the guy walking around with his check engine light flashing, is the new president of the United States, uh, the most popular president in in in, in Earth's history. Yes. That, yeah. that, that can't be true, and yet here it is. Here we go. Here yeah. we have it. Yeah. Well, it's, not, oh, it's not true. We're living a lie as a nation right now. So you have a vax right. update. Can you give us a vaccine update real quick? Oh, let me see if I got that. I kind of X'd out of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey, back to Canada. Uh, the vast majority of people who are getting injected for the Wuhan coronavirus uh, will die within a few short years from heart failure. Like they're talking three years, Carl. Who says that? Dr. Charles, oh. Warns Dr. Charles Hoff, MD, a medical practitioner in British Columbia, Canada. Wow. So here comes this guy. He's, he's blowing the whistle on this. There's a whole bunch to be said about this, Carl. Uh, he's saying that the, the vaccine is a spike protein generator that's going to plug people's capillaries and cause tremendous problems within the next uh, three years or so. He says that while these packages were designed by big pharma to be absorbed directly into people's cells, the only place they can actually be absorbed is around the blood vessels and into capillary networks, which are the tiniest blood vessels where blood flow is slow and where genes are released. Yeah. We can always get back to the genetics here, Carl. Yep, yep. And he says your body then uh, produces trillions and trillions of these spike proteins, and people are going to pay a price within a few, a few short years. Uh, so I don't know uh, what you think about that. I'll be listening to the rest of the show, and uh, yeah. thank you so much, Carl. Okay, great, great to be on with you. Oh, yeah. thanks. It's good to have you. Tell people how they can get a hold of you, Mike. P.P. Simmons at Live.com. P.P. Simmons.com. I love you guys. Okay. See you next week. Take care. P.P. Simmons at Live.com. That's where you can write Mike and talk to him. Agree or disagree with him, and he'll often write back to you. So P.P. Simmons at Live.com. We'll be back after this time out. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to have you for the next hour. And, man, do I have a lot to unpack. Freedom Friday.
Welcome to an encore broadcast of Freedom Friday with Carl Gallups. Freedom Friday streams live every Friday afternoon from 4 till 6 Central Time on carlgallups.com. Opinions expressed by Carl and his guests do not necessarily reflect those of studio owners, management, and staff. Now, here's Carl. Competition in the dust, dust, dust. following program contains inconvenient truth and controversial topics that may be offensive to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Radio from the heart of America now. Welcome back. We're at the top of the second hour of Freedom Friday with Carl Gallup's The Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. All right, folks, welcome back. Take your mask off. If you have it on, just just take it off. Breathe the air. Enjoy the show. I wear my face mask in my car so I can, so I can. Virtue signal in my neighborhood. And I wear my face mask when I walk so While they're deceiving me, it cuts my immunity. TV's got control of me. I turn it on, they say. But this is not over yet. Kaboom! All right, top of the second hour, Carl Gallup's your host, Peter Laser. My world-famous producer, your world-famous producer, because he brings this show to you so faithfully and so smoothly. <laughs> we have a good time in here. And uh, I, I'm glad. Listen, I've got this this whole second hour with you. A lot of things I want to unpack before I do. Let me just, I'm getting a lot of uh, requests now and, and email and postings about my latest book, The Summoning. People are getting it. They're reading it. If you'll recall, there was a huge backlog in the, uh, it released January of this year, but January, February, March, April, May, it, you, it was hard to get anywhere. I mean, Amazon kept selling out, selling out, selling out, even the publisher selling out. And then they were on back orders and, and big television shows in the Christian world that were selling them and ordering them by the many, many thousands and their warehouses were full of them. And then they would sell out and they would go on back order. And the publisher was trying to service those people first. And that it's just been crazy. Again, you know, I've said very humbly and gratefully to the Lord, every author wants to be able to hear those things about the book that he or she has written, that people want to read it and people are reading it and they're talking really well about it. And it's got a five star rating and hundreds and hundreds of reviews already. And it's just a few months old. And, and the deal is when you consider that people couldn't even get their hands on it for months, 
then the Lord obviously is using it. But it, it seems to be flowing pretty smoothly now. We've got a better supply of the books coming, and they are all over the place. You can order them directly from my offices. Just go to carlgallus.com, and the email and the phone number and everything is at the top there. You can order them directly. I can even sign them for you there, and uh, that's cool. And uh, it, anywhere in the United States, we'll pay the shipping free, and you'll get it the same price or less than anywhere else you can get it. Or you get it at Amazon, Books A Million, Barnes & Nobles. You can get it from Defender Publishing. I know a lot of people watch the Jim Baker Show. They've got a bunch of them. Defend, uh, the Skywatch Television, they've got a bunch of them. Uh, uh, Dorothy Spaulding, Club 36, they've got a bunch of them. And I could go on and on down the line. But again, the summoning. God is using that book. It is so apropos for today. Uh, the, the, the subtitle is Preparing for the Coming Days of Noah. And if you're a student of the Word, you'll know exactly what that means. But if you're not, it's okay. It's, it's, it's written for just anybody to pick it up and to get into it and to understand what's happening and the spiritual aspect behind it, the biblical aspect behind everything that's happening, much like Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis's book, but his is much more military and government technical, more historical technical, but he ties it all into the scripture as well. So I really, really encourage you to get his book. We had him on the very first hour if you were uh, if you weren't listening or you didn't get a chance to listen to it, so I do recommend that you go to the podcast at carlgalps.com and listen to the whole show and listen to that segment with Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis, um, and and or again for those of you on Sunday night, uh, you're hearing it again right now. So that's great. Sixteen twenty a.m. and ninety two point three fm. So glad you're with us. But Bob McGinnis' book it's called Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism published by Defender Publishing, the same publisher that publishes my books, Give Me Liberty, Not Marxism. And of course, many of you know Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis. He works in the Pentagon. Uh, He's retired U.S. Army, but he's still, he's back in the Pentagon in a very, very um, important uh, position. And uh, he's, uh, he he works in the uh, office of the Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Army for Defense exports and cooperation uh, there in the Pentagon. And uh, you see him on Fox News, see him on CNN, MSNBC, I mean, just everywhere. And uh, in conservative media, liberal media, Christian media, secular media, he's an expert. He's an expert on all things government. Listen, his when he was a child, I think it was his mother, he's told this story so many times, I think it was his mother that was, uh, that was a secretary uh, for um, President Johnson. And Bob McGinnis, as a kid, would hang out right outside the door of the Oval Office during that administration. So he was kind of raised in and around all of that and then went into the military, went right up through the ranks. Uh, he's a scholar. He's a gentleman. Uh, he's a patriot. He's a, he's a Christian, deeply committed, very involved in his church. And uh, he's just in demand all the time, all over the media. He can uh, speak um, his mind and uh, without compromising any of his values or beliefs, yet he is uh, listened to by a lot of people. And I'm sure there are people on the left that hate his guts just because he's so rah-rah patriotic and a Christian on top of it. But, you know, he's, he's been in and around China, in and around Russia, in and around North Korea, uh, in the military service. And he, you know, he's got deep, deep insight. So, so you pick up his book. His book is... Um, uh, yeah, it's give me liberty, not Marxism. Give me liberty, not Marxism. All right. Well, so right before coming on the air, Peter Laser, my world famous producer and I, we were talking and I said, you know, I said, I, I, 
I'm, I'm going to begin with this. It's just, it's just a, a tidbit of information, but it'll give you some perspective. And I asked Peter just off the top of the cuff, I said, uh, how many viruses do you think there are on planet Earth? And, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, he, he almost nailed it. I mean, he got real close because first thing he said was, I, I, don't, I don't know. And I said, well, listen, I'm not testing you. I'm not trying to trick you. And, and I would not go on the air and shame you. Well, wait a minute. Well, I've blown that, haven't I? <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I lied about that. But anyway, I said, just, just take a guess. Just take a guess. And he said, I don't know, millions? And I just looked at him. He said, uh, 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 it's like a child standing before his daddy. Did you eat this cookie? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, well, no. Well, maybe. Well, so I said, I just looked at him and he said, I, I, I well, billions. I just looked at him. He said, I don't know, trillions. <laughs> and then I felt sorry for him. So anyway, I said, well, let me just tell you, I'll read the headlines to you of a national geographic article, national geographic article, article written in 2020. All right, April 2020, right about the time we were going in lockdown. And the title makes it very, very clear. The title is, There Are More Viruses on Planet Earth Than There Are Stars in the Entire Universe. National Geographic, April 2020. April 2020. I'm sorry, I got the microphone out from front of my mouth. It says more than a quadrillion, quadrillion individual viruses exist on Earth. Huh. It says an estimated 10 nonillion. I've never heard of that number, but it's 10 to the 31st power. I wonder what 10 to the 30th power is called. See, there's a, there's a name for all of these. I don't have a clue. That means there's like 30 different names before, after you leave the trillions and get into the quadrillions. I mean, I'm lost after that. But 31 or 10 to the 31st power is 10 nonillion, N-O-N-I-L-L-I-O-N, nonillion, Individual viruses, this article says, National Geographic. Ten nonillion individual viruses exist on planet Earth. And then it says that's enough viruses to assign one to every star in the universe 100 million times over. So if every star were a planet, and it's not, every star is basically a sun, but let's just pretend for a minute, all right? So... I mean, this is, this is mind-blowing. This is beyond what we, our mind can wrap around. So if we just turned every one of those stars into a planet like Earth, with populations on them like Earth, and then give each one of them 100 million viruses, can you, can you even imagine? Our planet alone has 10 to the 31st Power, individual viruses that you and I walk through and breathe and come in contact with. Oh, maybe I individually don't hit all, you know, 10 non-million of them, but they're all over the planet. So what does that have to do with what we're going to talk about? You'll see in just a moment. Because, because COVID, you know, COVID and the new Delta variant, not Alpha. <laughs> Not beta. Delta. The Delta variant. 
it's going to get us all. Well, they got to stand in. That Delta's got to stand in lines, all I can say. We'll be back in a minute and put some sense to all this. Freedom Friday, Carl Gallows. You're listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops from the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. An unbearable insult to the herd mentality. Welcome back to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. All right. Well, let me get back to this National Geographic article because I think I might have spiked your interest or your curiosity if you did not already know this. And then I want to tie it in just to the world we live in and some... And then we'll get real personal with it, some of the draconian measures that are coming down out of the Biden White House and then liberal governor's offices and liberal states around the United States. I mean, we're getting ready to go back for round, what is it now, round four, round five? We're coming into flu season. You know, and I keep hearing politicians say, flu season's right around the corner. And what I want to say is, ah, no big deal, flu's not here anymore. Remember? I mean, they just look at me like a deer caught in the headlights. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We forgot we told y'all there was no flu anymore. But, but they're trying, you know, flu season. It's upon us. And, you know, we, we need to mask up because look how well it worked for the flu. And remember, you know, and I've told you, I said, well, okay, so it worked for the flu, but not COVID? Why? The COVID virus is even smaller than the flu virus, according to articles I've read from medical professionals. Um, so if it worked for flu then why didn't it just stop everything with, I mean, it eradicated flu. If if the CDC said we can't find flu anywhere. Oh, it must be, you know, COVID. Yeah, well, or it could be that a lot of flu was counted as COVID. That's another show. We'll talk about that later. But back to this National Geographic article. There are more viruses on this one planet than there are stars in the entire universe. And so I just read to you an estimated 10 million, that's, uh, excuse me, 10 non-nillion, which is 10 to the 31st power individual viruses, exist on our planet, enough to assign one to every star in the universe 100 million times over for each star. And, and the article says, vi- and I'm not going to read the whole article, I'll just read the first couple paragraphs. This says a lot. Viruses infiltrate every aspect of our natural world, seething in seawater drifting through the atmosphere. A lot of you won't go to the beach anymore, will you? Seething in seawater, drifting through the atmosphere, lurking in minuscule moats of soil, generally considered non-living entities, and that's really up for debate, and I'm not standing one way or the other because I'm not a virologist, but you can get on the internet and read from scientific and medical sites. They are generally considered non-living, but... They know things. They know what to do. They know what host they need to infect so that they can come alive even more and and multiply and proliferate. I mean, if they're not living, they sure are intelligent, little boogers. Generally considered non-living entities, these pathogens can only replicate with the help of a host. In other words, they're a parasite. And they are capable of hijacking organisms from every branch of the tree of life, including a multitude of human cells. Oh, isn't that great news? So we've got 10 non-nillion, 10 to the 31st power, individual viruses. They're everywhere. And they are capable of invading or hijacking Every branch on the tree of life, that is anything that's alive, is capable of hosting one of these 10 nonillion viruses. 
including, it says, a multitude. How much is a multitude? It's uncountable. A multitude of human cells. I'm going to read this next couple of sentences, and then I want to move on to application of it. Yet, most of the time, our species manages to live in this virus-filled world, relatively free of illness. And then it goes on and on. You might want to read it yourself. It was written just a little over a year ago by National Geographic, you know, right in the middle of the pandemic. Everybody's interested in viruses now. Of course, you're not going to get any truth out of Fauci on that. I mean, he's all over the place. CDC is all over the place. World Health Organization, all over the place. National Institutes of Health, all over the place. Government officials, all over the place. It's just crazy. Talking about misinformation. Now, that's going to tie into what we're going to talk about in a minute. Before I move on to Biden, I've got some clips of Jen Psaki and I think I've got one of the the uh, no the national health director too, don't I? Got you. Don't I have that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter's telling me I do. So I've got a couple of clips I want you to hear in a little bit. But before we do, this is going to tie into it. Oh, it's just it's tongue in cheek, but gosh, it's weird. A, a friend of mine clued me into this. He's a world famous musician. Casper McLeod played for all kinds of famous rock and roll bands back in the days. And uh, he and I are good friends. He's the one that introduced me to Tommy James. He and Tommy James of the Shondells are dear friends. And so Tommy and I have met and had meals together and exchanged texts and phone numbers and emails and all of that. So that's been really cool in my life. I've enjoyed that. Um, Dropping names, I know, but I'm just, I'm doing that to help you understand how I came across this. I wish I could take credit for knowing it, but I didn't. I'm just telling you it came from Casper McLeod. And the reason is because he said, you got to see this. He says, do you remember the Beatles magical mystery tour album? And and I got to tell you, folks, um, that was just a little bit before my time as far as their heyday. Oh, I remember as a kid. You know, but I really wasn't in, I wasn't at the age where I'd be into all that rock and roll stuff as, as you know, the part of my life. Uh, because by the time I got in high school, the Beatles were kind of dying out, but they were still, they were still producing records and albums and they weren't at, you know, the top of my chart of, of that kind of music that I would listen to back then. I mean, back then, you know, Credence was in there and, you know, Led Zeppelin and even the Beach Boys and all those guys. And they were a little before my time as well, too, in their heyday. But they were all still crazy popular. And, oh, gosh, I don't know, the Eagles and on and on. So I'm giving my age away here. But that's just for context. But the Magical Mystery Tour was made into a a film, a movie, I guess. It was psychedelic. It was weird to me. I mean, it was just weird. I I had no interest in it whatsoever. But the theme song by Paul McCartney, you got to hear this. And my friend Casper McLeod turned me on to it. He said, look, take the word tour, like Magical Mystery Tour, and he said, substitute one word in the, 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 the text of this song and look what you have. He said, substitute the word jab, which would be like the vaccine, okay, a shot. But substitute the word jab, because tour is a one-syllable word. Jab, substitute that for the word tour and read it. 
I said, okay. So I got on the internet and looked for the lyrics, and here they are. And I might skip over a few because this is one of those songs back in the day. My dad, I remember he used to say, when do you listen to that hippie music for us? Just the same words over and over and over and over again. He hated it. <laughs> and he was right. The older I get, I go back and look at these words. And say, How did anybody listen to this stuff? I mean, they write three lines and they repeat them over and over for an hour. And that's, and that's a number one hit. It's crazy. And for those of you older than me, you're listening to me. You're cursing at me now saying, don't talk about my heroes like that. Well, anyway, the magical mystery tour i'm going to substitute the word jab for tour every other word is in the song listen to this roll up roll up for the mystery jab roll up roll up for the mystery jab and then it says roll up and that's an invitation roll up for the mystery jab roll up you got to make a reservation roll up for the mystery jab the, mas- the magical mystery jab is waiting to take you away. Waiting to take you away. Roll up, roll up for the mystery jab. Roll up. We've got everything you need for the mystery jab. Roll up. Satisfaction guaranteed. Can you see rolling up the sleeve? Everybody rolling up? Slow- satisfaction guaranteed. Roll up for the mystery jab. The magical mystery jab is hoping to take you away, hoping to take you away on a mystery trip. Now listen to the last, listen to the last couple paragraphs. This part was written by John Lennon, George Harrison, and Paul McCartney. Ah, the magical mystery jab. Roll up for the mystery jab. That's an invitation. Make a reservation for the mystery jab. Listen to this. The mystery jab is going to take you away. And then listen to the last verse. The magical mystery jab is dying to take you away. Dying to take you away and to take you away today. <laughs> That's freaky, isn't it? We'll be right back after this timeout. You're in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops. Leaving all the competition in the dust. Dust. You heard it here first. Now. Radio from the heart of America. Now. And now, the Commander-in-Chief is back. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. All right, folks, thank you so much for coming back, staying with us, being a part of us. My name, Carl Gallops, your faithful host, Peter Laser my world-famous producer. He's making everything happen. So, listen, I appreciate you enduring that with me. <laughs> the, uh, the lyrics to the Beatles song, Magical Mystery Tour. As I said, uh, my good friend Casper McLeod, uh, you know, kind of turned me on to that, alerted me to it. Somebody had sent it to him, one of his old rock and roll buddies from Great Britain, actually. Casper's from England. And uh, he sent me a text that you got to look at this, man. Go look up the word, substitute the word tour, with jab and it kind of tells the story of (laughs) what's going on with the vaccine and the mystery vaccine and roll up your sleeve and you make a reservation and you're getting all these invitations to roll up for the mystery jab and and then it gets really dark it's just dying to take you away just to take you away uh dying for you know i mean (laughs) 
I don't know. It it is weird. I was talking to uh, to Peter during the break, and just you know, we've done a lot of shows. Um, uh, Mike Smith's real good about this. Brandon's talked about it a lot, and of course, I've joined in with him about how you know movies and um, uh, uh, we've got so many people involved in the occult and the demonic, the out and out demonic. That's what a lot of you heard that from uh, Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis. He was talking about that from Karl Marx, who all of the people around him said the man's got a demon. His own family laughed about it. They called him the devil or the son of the devil, or they talked about the legions of demons he had in him. And this is history. It's it's not preachy stuff. It's just truth. And we know that this stuff has gone on since the beginning of time and and the the, the worship of Satan and the demonic. And and we've done shows before where we gave examples from movies and uh, especially movies. I mean, Hollywood is just rife. I just got finished reading Bill O'Reilly's book, Killing the Mob. You ought to read that about the 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 corruption of Hollywood and its deep connections to to the mob and the demonic elements of all of that and so my point is satan is not god so he can't you know make a profit out of somebody unless they're serving him and so the Beatles, for example, I'm not saying they were prophets of this. I'm just, I'm just saying, you take movies that do things and say things and put things on film, and then four, five, six, seven, ten years later, they happen almost to the letter to what the movie was portraying, and people look back on it to say, how did that happen? How did? Because some of the things that happen could not have been self-fulfilling prophecy. In other words, it was just humanly impossible to make those things happen. Yet they did. And so when I read this from the Beatles, probably the number one rock and roll group the planet has ever seen, there might be another group that has more popularity and more records sold. I don't think so. I'm not a, a, a music expert, but I would imagine if they're not the number one, they're just right up there next to it. And so, but all of these guys, bless their hearts, and I'm not trying to judge them, but they were just all into every aspect of filth and darkness you can imagine and and then this psychedelic film the magical mystery tour and then now here we are in 2021 you substitute one word jab for tour and read it and it'll put chill bumps on your arms so was satan using that see satan loves to broadcast what he's going to do he loves to mimic the whole prophecy thing that's real in God's word and the prophecies that are there. But you see, Satan can't produce that. He can't make something out of nothing happen, but he can get something in his mind and use his prophets that are into him and produce a movie or produce a song. And of course, you want to do it with the most famous actors and actresses and the most famous musicians in the world so that the vast population of the planet would know it. And then Satan would start using every power he has to manipulate technology and people and institutions to begin melding it together and to bring it together and to make it work, if not exactly like he injected it into those movies and songs, for example, but very, very close so that when it does happen, people will go, oh my gosh, there is a power of darkness that's real. How could anybody have known this? How could any, how can this be? And if it was just this one song substituting this one word, we could say, well, that's just a huge coincidence. But how many times over the years, if you've been listening to Freedom Friday, we'd bring example after example, especially out of Hollywood. 
and other places too, and from people and songs. And it would be very freaky prophetic to the dark side. That's the reason I brought it up, because look what dominates the world's conversation right now. Masks and vaccines. Masks and vaccines. COVID, 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 and then the alpha variant and the beta variant and the gamma variant and the and the delta variant and the you know and on and on and, and that one was that one was terrible, but this one's gonna find you. They literally said that about the delta variant. This is gonna find you. This one's gonna find you. This will be your undoing. This will kill you. Oh my gosh, I can't say what, what do we do? Put on the mask. Yes, sir. Go home. Yes, sir. Close down your business. Yes, sir. Take this vaccine. Roll up your sleeve for the magical mystery jab. <laughs> if you take that word out to her and put in the word jab and then read it down, it's just dying for you. It's dying to have you. <laughs> it's weird. So in the midst of all of this, Jun Saki, the spokesperson for Joe Zidon, actually just in our face, just in our face, yesterday, did a press conference in which she said, now I've got the Yahoo News article here. You know what? Let's go ahead and get that clip up of Jen Psaki. This is just a little clip of it. You're going to hear her say it. And then I'm going to read the Yahoo News article, which will include this. So I want you to hear her say it to know I'm not making this up. And then I'm going to read a couple paragraphs just to see the context of it. And they're just in our face now. It's pure evil, pure un-American, pure unconstitutional. The Supreme Court of the United States has actually ruled against what she says that the Biden administration is getting ready to do. They've ruled against it several times in the past, but they don't care. These are the socialists, the Marxists, the communists, the liberals, the leftists. Play that clip. This is Jen Psaki in a press conference. Listen to what she says the administration is getting ready to do next. Uh, This is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content so we're helping get trusted content out there folks if you listen to that play it again i i mean this is what she said two or three things that were profound i know what she said i'm prepared to speak to it for three hours i want you to hear it again now that you know what she was saying it's less than a minute it's like 30 seconds or something listen to it again pay attention to her words now because she's gonna say we're doing something listen to this for Facebook, for Facebook, not with Facebook, which is just about the same, or not uh, on a Facebook page or on the on Facebook, we're looking for this. No, we're doing this for Facebook, the federal government, for Facebook. That's one thing she says. Listen to this thing again, and now listen carefully to her words, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Hit it. <laughs> 
Uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content so we're helping get trusted content out there all right now folks what she just described i'm not a lawyer or judge don't play one on tv but we have i have brought to you legal documents i have brought to you over the months and months ever since COVID first was introduced, and I told you way back then, and I wasn't the only one, many others, I told you it was going to be weaponized. I told you it was going to be used against us. It was going to be used against America. It was going to be used against the election coming up. I told you that in January, February, and March before they ever shut us down. I actually predicted, along with many others, that they were going to shut us down. They were going to do mandatory masks. And then when even Donald Trump was talking about vaccines, I even talked about how, you know, this could be used against us in so many different ways with today's technology and that it could even get to where it was forced vaccination. And then people started speculating this could be the mark of the beast. And I was trying to hold back people on that saying, listen, just, you know, calm down a little bit. But yes, these kinds of things can lead towards all of that. And so we've been right all along, right down to the point that yes, now, even though we were saying way back then, this has come out of a biological laboratory in Wuhan, China. And you remember our good friend, Chad Olson, who's lived in China. He's been a, he's an Emmy award winning, uh, uh, journalist and uh, TV host and radio host and syndicated good friend of ours, conservative patriot. He wrote an article in January 2020 naming names and places and talking about, yes, it started in America, was transported to the Chinese laboratory and Wuhan is a military laboratory installation. And there, through gain-of-function research, that was probably the first time you ever heard of gain-of-function way back in January. And uh, Shad Olson was one of the first to write about it at a very professional level with some first-hand or second-hand, we'll call, first-hand knowledge of all of this. He lived in China. He knows some of the players in this. But the media shut him down. And now it's gotten to the point where we've been through first wave, second wave, third wave, flu, and then no flu, and then COVID, and whoops, there's variants and more variants, and you don't have to wear a mask. If you'll just take the vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask. So everybody rushed down and took it by the billions, and now they're saying, nope, still have to wear a mask, and you still have to try to fly without wearing a mask and say you've got a vaccine. It gets worse. Wait till I come back. I'll analyze what she said and what they meant and what the law says, but the law doesn't mean anything. We're living in days of lawlessness, just like the Bible said. But this is why you listen to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. So Peter Laser and I are begging you, hang on. We've got a lot more to cover. Give us two minutes in this quick timeout. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Please remain seated until the ride comes to a complete stop. Welcome back to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. All right, so you heard that little clip from Jen Psaki. But before I kind of unpack all of this, 
and give you my opinions and insight and what I know or what I think I know about this. Before I do that, I also want to play another clip, and this one comes from Vice Admiral, uh, but he's now the Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, M-U-R-T-H-Y. And he is speaking, um, I I can't remember, I think it's a press conference or an interview, but I want you to hear what he says, these little clips, but then I'm going to go to this Yahoo article and uh, kind of read what they wrap around it for context, and then I want to unload on it. So you heard Jen Psaki at a press conference. Now you're going to hear the Surgeon General Murthy. Go ahead and play it, Peter. Yeah, companies that are helping spread misinformation about the vaccine should be held accountable. Well, I think in a moment like this, when we see misinformation literally costing us our loved ones, costing us lives, all of us have to ask how we can be more accountable and responsible for the information that we share. And those of us who may have larger platforms, I think bear a greater responsibility uh, to, to think about that. But the bottom line is all of us have an important role here to play. And technology companies uh, have a particularly important role. Uh, we know that the dramatic increase in the speed and scale of spread of misinformation has in part been enabled uh, by these platforms. So that's why in this advisory today, we are asking them to step up. We know they have taken some steps to address misinformation, but much, much more has to be done. And we can't wait longer for them to take aggressive action because it's costing people their lives. Yeah. Okay. So I can't, I can't wait to get So let me do this for you here. All right. Uh, okay. So this comes from a Yahoo article yesterday. It says Biden administration is, quote, flagging problematic posts for Facebook, end quote. You notice they use the word for Facebook. That's because Saki used that. You know, not on Facebook, but they're, they're in other words, they're going to act. The government is now going to act as a fact-checking institution for Facebook, a social media platform, the government is going to be flagging problematic posts for Facebook. Folks, this is blatantly unconstitutional, illegal. The United States Supreme Court has ruled on this several times in the past decades. The First Amendment stands. You cannot, the government cannot be involved in prohibiting or, or twisting free speech. Now, you know, there are a few, just a few exceptions. I mean, if I get up on this radio, all right, if I get on this radio show and I call for a new American revolution, bring your arms, meet me at a certain place at a certain time, let's have a revolution and let's kill everybody that disagrees with us. Well, that free speech will get me put in prison. All right, because, you know, so, so there are some limitations, common sense limitations on free speech, but to just get on a social media platform and say, you know what, I, I don't want to take the vaccine because I heard this and I heard that. And my doctor told me this and my doctor and my, you know, and you know, the government's got the government's going to flag that and uh, they're going to get rid of it or maybe just have you banned and, and, and canceled off of Facebook. The government, Jen Psaki, Joe Biden, who can't string two words together. Now, Joe Biden's not going to do this, but he's obviously approving it or he's the puppet that they're waving his hand to act like he's approving it with a string. But you get the picture. So Psaki literally says, literally says, we're doing this for Facebook. And it's all about disinformation. Really, Jen Psaki. And she says, what we're trying to do is to hook people up with with doctors that people trust, with accurate information. Well, isn't that interesting? 
You had all of these major research institutes and hospitals and major doctors uh, that, that came out with virologists all over the world, people who have given their life to the study of these viruses and the COVID virus. They were telling us about gain-of-function research. They were telling us it was coming from the Wuhan lab. And now people got canceled off of Twitter and Facebook and YouTube for saying those things. And now we're finding out through exposed emails of Fauci and other people coming forward, and even a slew of doctors and researchers around the nation, we've brought these articles to you, that are now coming out and saying, listen, uh, we, we, we didn't bring the truth we were afraid to because, because, you know, we were threatened or we would be threatened or we would be canceled off of everything and we could lose our jobs and our livelihood. And you know, these people go to seven, eight, nine years of training and school, you know, medical school and, and, and eat out of beanie weenie cans until they can finally, and then pay back their student loans finally. And, and then finally live a decent life. And then along comes this and they come out with their 30 years behind them now and they try to tell america yes uh, here's the you know i'm, I'm my, all of my colleagues or or have been in this 10 20 30 40 50 years and they're experts and i'm an expert and and we're the ones dealing with this for for a half a century and here's the truth bam canceled bam we're gonna fire you if you don't shut your mouth because we're the new socialist overlords and what you're saying doesn't fit our narrative we've got to have people terrified or we cannot take away their civil liberties and their constitutional rights they've got to be terrified and they've got to submit willingly which means we have to drive them into dark corners of fear and trembling over a virus that has a 99.8 percent survival rate do you get the picture now, folks? And Jen Psaki has the nerve to say, "We're uh, yeah, the government's going to be working for Facebook. Uh, that's illegal. That is illegal. It's unconstitutional. They're, they're, the government is now going to interfere with your First Amendment right to get on a social media account and talk to your friends and family about what you believe about something. You can be dead wrong and believe something, and you can write about it in America, and nothing's supposed to happen to you. People can come along. Your friends can come along and say, you're an idiot. Here's another article that says you're an idiot. That's fine. That's America. Differing opinions. But the government is prohibited from interjecting themselves into forms of media and medium where people have the freedom to express themselves and the government comes along and says, nope, you can't say that. Nope, you can't feel that way. Nope, you can't think that Nope, you can't share that. We're working with Facebook now. You heard her say it. And then you heard the Surgeon General come along and talk about basically the same thing. And now we're looking for accountable and responsible information. Uh, we need people to be accountable and responsible for the information they share. The larger your platform, the more responsible they need to be. And I say to, to the Surgeon General and I say to Saki, listen to your own preaching. You guys have been the purveyors of fake and false and misleading information from the beginning, starting with Fauci. One thing one day, one thing another day, I'm convinced he was, I'm convinced he did all this on purpose because he was serving under the Trump administration. He was a plant. He was a, a deep stater. He still is. 
and you know don't wear a mask ah go on a cruise do this and then all of a sudden you know then all of a sudden is different and trump's an idiot for saying this and, but, but you said it fauci he was saying it because you said trump's not a doctor and you knew that and you knew he would trust you and just as soon as you got him hooked then you changed the rules you pulled the rug out from underneath him and america and then the doctors are out here freaking out, saying, what's happening to our nation? Uh, what they were saying at first is true. This is what we know. This is what we do for a living. And now it's upside down. We're in Alice in Wonderland. And all of a sudden, a brand new narrative. And then they began hearing that narrative all over the world. Governments all over the world. It's like somebody handed them a manuscript or a script. And then it was in the media, and then it was on TV, and then it's in the movies, and then it's, well, that's Satan's playground, guys. It's, it's Satan's prophetic playground. And the next thing you know, the misinformation coming out of CDC and the cover-ups and the Jimmy Jang and the figures. Folks, just ask yourself, how is it that flu is gone? CDC says, well, it's because everybody masked up for, for COVID. Well, how come it didn't work on COVID? I mean, if, if masks work, why do they not work? That's that's what I ask. I, I, I heard uh, Dan Bongino say that today. I said, way to go, Dan. I love it. And he's been saying it, but I've been saying it too from the beginning. If masks supposedly, and I'm making air quotes now, work, then why didn't they, air quotes, work? See? He said, well, you know, we got rid of the flu because of masks. Well, how can we still have COVID? Well, because people aren't wearing their masks. Well, you can't have it both ways. What happened to the flu? What's going on with COVID? And I told you months ago that we were going to turn out with more variants, and then the flu season's going to come again, the fall's on its way, and that's when the election cycles are. Boy, isn't that convenient. Got the 2022 election coming up, and then the 2024 election, and just watch what happens. Jen Psaki, Surgeon General, they're all in it, deep state, spitting on the Constitution and our civil liberties and trying to scare us to death. Well, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. They can all go crazy if they want, but I'm not going to. And I know that you're not either. And that's why you listen to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. See you this coming Friday.